Hi guys, it's Kara and Shannon coming to you for another Witch Do You podcast. And we do want to mention that you can find us on Facebook, Witch Do You. You can find us on YouTube and Instagram, all under Witch Do You, no caps, all lowercase, okay? Um, we decided that it's just Shannon and I today and we just decided that we're going to talk about um, Shannon's ability to see spirit and how that all started, you know, how it's how it's affected her and how she's kind of dealing it, dealing with it right now in her life. So why don't we start with you pinpointing the, like, kind of the moment you knew that you could see you know, somebody's spirit guide or, you know, maybe past relative or whatever. Well, that's pretty easy because it was so clear and so amazing. It was, I don't remember the year exactly, but I was in my, I would say early to mid twenties. So maybe 25 years ago. And Kara, my sister, and Michelle, another admin of the group, were working together. And at the time, I had come at the end of their shift to pick Kara up from work. And I was just in there, and we were just talking while they were... Excuse me. Wrapping things up. I have to apologize right now because I'm getting over a... Uh, head cold and I'm losing my voice a little bit but they were wrapping things up and we were just chatting and we were all I think Michelle maybe more than us but we were into the spirit realm and yeah uh, back when we were more into like ghost hunting and you know kind of that Ouija boards and stuff that we wouldn't really tend to do now right or or promote right but so we were very intrigued by contacting spirits and just the other side in general and Michelle was talking about her spirit guide whom she had had a relationship with for quite some time was aware of him and and worked with him and I, I don't even know remember specifically the conversation, but she was talking about him, and I said, oh, is he tall, blonde, Nordic-looking? Where's a polo shirt? Where's a pink polo shirt and dockers? <laughs> and she said, how did you know that? And I said, well, because he's standing right next to you. And it was cut and dry. I mean, it was, I saw him... It was almost like a solid person standing next to her. And that's... That's where it started. That, that is when the floodgate opened. Okay, so let me ask you then. You had not seen any anomalies or anything like that prior to that. Were you just as shocked as I would say, I know I was, and probably Michelle was at that moment? Yeah, or, I was you? shocked. I had not encountered anything like that before. I had heard things before where you hear your name. Yeah. Yeah. 
or felt things before, but I had not actually seen anything or anyone prior to that. Yeah, so that, I do I do remember that moment. I don't remember, and I think that there was like, I don't know how much time went by, and then you had moved up to Sault Ste. Marie to go, to, to go away to school. Mm-hmm. And I remember Shell and I, I'm sorry, you guys, when I say Shell, I mean Michelle, I just, we, I call her Shell. We had gone up there to see you, and that was specifically kind of what the trip was about, was to experiment with that. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know exactly what happened for you in between those two times, but that was my next thing that I really remember happening. And then I remember at that time, you had some, like at least one story from because you started working at the casino mm-hmm. up there I had, two, I had two very specific stories so why don't you go time. ahead and tell those stories because those occurred and then Michelle and I came up to stay with you for like a weekend mm-hmm. so I had uh, moved like Kara said to Sault Ste. Marie I hit you know by myself it was very terrifying to say the least and uh, um, go to college and start a new job. I had a new apartment. Everything was new. So looking back at that and what I've learned since, it was what we would call a liminal time oh, in yes. my life. That Very. was a lot of a lot of changes happening for me. <clears throat> and so I worked at the casino, not at the casino, but at the hotel attached to the casino at the desk there and met some very nice people uh, that worked there with me and I won't name names but one of the women that I worked with it was we worked the afternoon shift so it was 3 to 11 30 at night so I don't know if you know but after check-in time at a hotel nothing happens and there's <laughs> you know literally nothing there maybe somebody will call the desk and want some towels or something but we don't do that we just have housekeeping take them up so it's boring so we would do you know just hang out and talk and and uh the one I I almost just said her name the one woman uh I had said something to her because I all of a sudden I saw somebody next to her now, she had mentioned her brother that had passed of in a suspicious way. And I said, well, did your brother really like Leonard Skinner? And I don't know. I, I, I just see him standing there in this Leonard Skinner t-shirt. And she just started bawling, sobbing. And she said... We buried him in a Leonard Skinner t-shirt. That had to have made, like, the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. Oh, yeah. I don't... Everybody... Everyone. Everyone. It it was just... She actually had to remove herself and go into the back room to get herself under control because it was so... And then when she did, she, you know, took her a few minutes and she came back out and we were talking about it. and, And she told me the story of... Yeah. his death and it had not been that long it was a, a year maybe okay so it was pretty fresh for it her. was pretty fresh for her and it was um not 
kind of not, there's no closure there. There's no closure. It was, it was kind of, you know, it was shady, but, you know, they had ruled it as just, um, kind of accidental, accidental, but there was, and that's when he started showing up more to me. Okay. And I would get names okay. from him. Okay. And they were names of people that were involved. Okay. The night he died. So it wasn't like I wasn't solving a crime or anything like that, but it helped her. It guided her to know, like, okay, these are the people I can talk to to get more information about yeah. what happened the night. My brother died. And honestly, I don't know whatever came of that. Yeah. She didn't really talk about it anymore after that. So I don't know if that was enough Yeah, for maybe. her. And then I didn't, he didn't come to me anymore. So it, it was kind of that, like the movie, The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Where these spirits were coming through to give me messages to give to people. Yeah. And then they could do with it what they wanted to. So, the other woman that I worked with there, I met with her privately in my home. Nat is a client, just, we were just friends, you know, go to the bar together, whatever. And I said I saw there was an older woman, like an elderly woman, 80s, holding two little babies. And I got their names. And I gave this information to this person, and she ended up talking to her mother, and come to find out, the mom had been in an abusive relationship. She had been pregnant with twins, lost the babies due to violence, named the babies, those were the names you got. Those were the names I got. Wow. So, I'm getting goosebumps right now telling the story because it was... The the elderly woman was then the grandma. Of the girl that you were with. Yes. Yeah. So, she was she was telling me that I have these babies are with me. Yeah. And they're fine. Yeah. Like, on the other side. Yeah. So, that was, that was a really intense moment, too. And then... That's and then, when you guys came up. Yep, then we came up, and I just remember that was kind of like a pivotal moment for you because I think at that point was when you were you got really overwhelmed with it. Because I remember you talking, mm-hmm. and maybe you didn't say it at that time, but I do remember you saying afterwards, because of the way your apartment was set up, like you had the old kind of the old house that had the had been divided into two apartments mm-hmm. upstairs and downstairs yours was like you went in the door and then you went the stairs to go up were inside yes but it was all kind of open so you could see like you could and then there upstairs. was like the half wall yeah so you could look over that half wall and look down your stairs mm-hmm. and I remember you I don't know that you mentioned it to us when we were up there but I do remember you saying probably either that weekend or maybe shortly thereafter that as soon as we started talking about it you were like holy shit you could see they were lined they were lined up. up like they had a purpose to oh look at this girl she can see us let's go bug her about 
telling somebody this or t- you know what I mean something mm-hmm. so I think that that's do you, do you agree would that be the point where you were like whoa yes I can't do this yes and it was also during that time oh yeah I can still see their faces yeah of the people that were lined up down that hall and then down the stairs and I just imagining them like down the block yeah just this great big line of people like you said like she can see us yeah we can we can get our messages through to our loved ones via this person and yeah that's when I'm like whoa (laughs) hold up and that's also when I started working with my guide Isaiah yeah and got his name and what he does for me and and your guide Tom yep. and Sven, the the Swede and the Dockers, and um, it was then that I learned to ask. They all were very protective. Like I remember Isaiah standing in the doorway to the living room, blocking. Yeah. And I thought, okay, this is how I can work with this. Yeah. Like, I can work with him to figure out who I can let through. Yeah. And then I had to start shutting her down. Yeah. So it was kind of after that that you were just, like, completely uninterested in dealing with it. Shut, stop. I don't want to see any people. Yeah. So then, <clears throat> how would you say... When that kind of happened, and I'm assuming you're going to say it's because you were overwhelmed. So then that happened where you were, like, what did you just say, like tell Isaiah? Like, I, I am not doing this. I don't want anybody anymore. Mm. And it was, you shut it down. You I shut it down. You couldn't, li- you literally could not see anybody. Right. And because that was, you were so, no, I yeah. can't do this. Because at first I'm like, wow, this is really cool. And then I'm like, whoa, this is not cool. I yeah. couldn't handle it. I couldn't yeah. ha- I mean, I had, I was working full-time, I was going to school full-time. Right. I had, you know, the responsibilities of caring for myself financially. It was just... And you were by yourself. So I you was really by myself. didn't have anybody daily to come home to and kind of process it. Right. With. And so. I don't want to go home to an apartment full of spirits that need shit from me. Right. So, I yeah, I... I just had to put up a block. Yeah. Essentially. So fast forward, you graduated from college, you got married, Mm -hmm. you worked, you had like regular life stuff, and then would you, when would you say you kind of got back into it? At, At what point would you say you were kind of like... You know, talk about when that was and what circumstances were, what was happening where you were like, okay, I feel like I can handle this again. And I, you know, I want to do it because I want to be able to help people. And very specifically, you want to be able to help people get in touch with their spirit guides. You aren't sitting down with people and saying, let's talk to your dead uncle. Yeah, I'm not a medium. You know what I mean? Nothing like that. I I don't do medium work. Um, That... That's a good question. I don't, it, it must have been, I don't know that I sat down and said, okay, I'm doing this again. I think it kind of started happening on its own. I just, um, 
Well, and I did have a couple of just random things happen after the shutdown, so to speak. And I thought, okay, well, this is all right. And I also... No, I was just um, looking to see. Okay, go ahead. Okay, sorry. Sorry. <clears throat> I think it it was honestly another liminal time. Oh, okay. In my I life. Think I know where you're going with this. Yeah, because really, for the majority of the time that I was married, it was not even a thing. I didn't even think about it. I mean, I, I worked with my own guide. I was aware of him. I'd get signs. And then I got divorced. And that was, you know, talk about a liminal time. So, got divorced, moved. And this, you know, over the course of a couple of years, ended up with another new job, another new apartment. So it was kind of like the, for lack of a better term, it was like those two events in my life were the bookends of the shutdown, really. Right. Gosh, it's so funny. I didn't really realize that until you just said that, that you find yourself in two very similar situations. Very similar. Yeah, yeah. And so it, and then it just started. I got back into witchcraft full time, I guess, so to speak. And it just started happening again. So, yeah. Yeah. So, what would you say was there um, an event or a moment where you were like, okay, I, I guess we're doing this again? Or did you have to kind of like have that moment with Isaiah where you're like, you know, I think I want you to help me be able to do this again. Was it like that or was it just like, bam, it happened again and you're like, okay. It was more of a working with Isaiah because it wasn't a, it was not like the Sven situation again where I just saw somebody. It was... Although I did have, and that's not entirely true, I did have a moment where I saw somebody come through, and they were pestering me and pestering me and pestering me, and finally I had to say something to some total stranger. Like, okay, so what's the story? I don't know. Did I not tell you this story? I, I'm not sure, but you might as well tell. I might our as well. Listeners. I, I was at work. It was now I had, where you're working right now. Where I'm working right now. Okay. I it was. Which can I just add a note that she works in a psych hospital? So imagine. I have to be careful with what I say. Yeah. So I, I don't imagine become going to somebody. Yeah, and saying this, and they're like, "Okay, let's just let's just walk you down to intake." <laughs> We're going to help you rest a little bit. We have an open bed. Yeah. So, 
It was during it was during orientation. Okay, when you guys first opened. We first we weren't even open. I yeah. mean it was You were all learning your job. It was a brand new hospital and all these different people from corporate were coming in and doing presentations about various things and I, it, he's up, I, it, the guy's up here talking and I can't even pay attention to what he's saying because there's somebody like next to him that's not, like, well, not there. Like describe it. Okay. Describe it so people can kind of get an idea. Like you're, you're watching a guy, st- a, an actual person standing up there just doing their thing. Yeah. Is there somebody literally behind them next to them waving at you doing this yes or okay yeah pretty much i mean she's it was a woman spirit and she was like too when i'm looking at him it would be like behind his left shoulder and like pointing and getting my attention and obviously it's for me because she's not really there. Right. Nobody else can see No one her. else is noticing this. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. I. So at that point, do you, do you focus on her and kind of like in your mind say, okay, tell me what you need to tell me. Or do you wait till this guy's presentation's over uh, how does it? I just am trying to figure like the out dynamics of it. Yeah. Well, I I wasn't even gonna say anything, but then later, I kept. It was almost like in my mind's eye. Okay. I kept getting this. You have to say something to him. Okay. So I did, and I I came. I said, I'm sorry. I. Hope you don't think this is strange, or would you probably will, but do you know somebody, and I described this woman, this woman, and I said, not in this, she's not alive, Yeah. just so you, like, do you know who I'm talking about, and he was kind of like, he didn't seem freaked out by it, he was just like, not that I can think of. I said, okay, well, think about it, because she's trying to let you know that she's around you. And that, that was the end of it. Okay. okay. Or so I thought. Right, okay. Oh, no, there was something else, too, about a locket. Oh, okay. There was something about a locket Okay. that was brought up. I don't remember the details. So, after that, I was talking with one of my then colleagues. She doesn't work there anymore. And I was telling her the story. I don't know why. Yeah. I honestly, why would I tell somebody else the story? I just met this these people that yeah. they think I'm nuts. Right. So she tells me that she has this exact same necklace. Yeah. That I had described. Okay. That she had gotten from her grandma. So the lady ends up not being for the guy at all. She used to work with that other guy. The gal you worked with? Yes. Or? Okay. So there was some kind of tie. 
I don't know. Okay. But I'm thinking maybe she shows up with this person mm-hmm. in order for me to tell the story or to be comfortable talking to people about it. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. I but mean, I, I do I believe the message was for this my colleague. Yeah. Because so with anything, that's probably an indication that next time or whenever, in a, in a circumstance like that where you're not literally sitting down with somebody like to do it, like let's sit down and talk about right, like they're there to talk to you about whoever might be hanging around or spirit guides, whatever. It's kind of important for you to stop and say, okay, I can't have you just stand behind somebody and wave at me. Because I'm going to assume that it's you're for that, person. for that person. Right. She might have just been standing up there because that's where the action was. That's where your focus was because this guy's up there talking. Exactly. And you're definitely going to see her because she's like, you know, yeah. waving her hands and wagging her tongue and dancing around <laughs> right up there to get your attention. So, okay. So, and that's that's been a few years ago now because you guys have been open for how, how long now? Was four that years. Four years. Mm. Oh, right around this time too, right? It was like October, November. We right? took our, our first patient November 1st. Oh, okay. So it's been four, four years. years. Yeah. And from that point up until now, what's... I mean, I know that your focus is specifically helping people find their spirit guide. Mm-hmm. Um... And that's that's kind of a thing that you offer. That's a service that you offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you, I don't know anybody listening. If you see our newsletters, we have a little um, bio for each of us, and that's listed um, for Shannon that she does do that. Um, so if anybody's interested in working with Shannon to find out about their spirit guide, you know, description, name, maybe what even what their purpose is, because I think we all know we, we have many spirit guides. Mm-hmm. They all kind of do something different. A lot of people have like one main spirit guide, whatever. Um, you can certainly reach out to Shannon through the Facebook group. You could also email um, at our group email, which is just whichdoyou at gmail.com, all lowercase. Um, and she's happy to get back to you to set something up. Mm-hmm. Yep. And how it works is, or you can also contact me and my, my personal email is also on the newsletter. Yeah. And, and my you can do this remotely, correct? Oh, yeah. I, primarily, I do it remotely. Yeah. Um, I, I like to do FaceTime calls because I connect a little bit better, I think, that way. Um, but just if you're not comfortable with it, just a regular phone call works too. What I do is I'll just um, sit down with you, kind of pick up on your energy, ask you a few questions. I usually doodle when I'm doing it. And um, just, I, you know, usually whoever's come, sometimes relatives come through, not very often. And I don't know who they are. I just describe them. I just describe them. And um, then I can hopefully find out what, you know, what specifically, if anything, they're helping you with. And then what signs you can look for to know that they're around. Yeah. What, you know, specific things. So that's how that works. Okay. Cool. All right. Is there, are there any other stories that stick out, you know, that... 
you would want to share before we um, wrap it up here. Yeah, I I got a quick one. Okay. Um, back when, before I was married, I was actually, you were there. We were in Traverse City. Okay. Michigan. Shopping for dresses, for wedding dresses. Oh, yeah, I do remember this one. And my former mother-in-law, who I like to refer to <laughs> as the outlaw. Yeah. You know, my mother outlaw. She was there, and um, we were. I don't even know how it came up. I don't either. <clears throat> you know what I specifically remember about that is her using the term "hate," and that is the first time I had heard somebody refer to like spirits and ghosts as it's hates because it's like a southern type. It's a southern thing. Yeah. And this woman shows up spiritually, and she had on this like fancy, like. Hollywood style red robe with like the fur on it and the high heel slippers and the whole you know all done up just blonde and beautiful and curls you know red lips the whole nine yards and she kept pointing at your mother my mother-in-law at the time and point like insistent that it was she was connected to her somehow. Okay. And, and my mother-in-law was like, I don't know. And I said, something to do with Patty, who was my mother-in-law's brother's ex-wife. Not ex-wife. He had died. Okay. His widow. So his widow. His widow. And I said, you got to figure this out because this woman is insistent. Yeah. So lo and behold, uh, she calls her her brother's widow. And yeah, the, the woman was, I don't remember who it was, but it was somebody that she knew. She knew. And she called, well, she called it a hate because she was from the South. Yeah. Okay. She was from... Gosh, I want to say Kentucky or Tennessee. So that's that region. why she said that was this Patty, whoever yeah. had said that word. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I had never heard that term before. I hadn't either, like, and now it comes up that? all the time. Yeah, that's so funny. So, yeah. So that's super interesting. So you're batting about a thousand percent, as I would say, <laughs> yeah. for sure. So, anyways, well, I think it's great that you, at this point in your life, pretty much. People aren't just popping up like woo, not all the time like they used to. Yeah. So like, it's something that you it's are, random. You enjoy doing. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So, anyways, we're gonna wrap this up. Again, if you guys, anybody out there is interested in talking to Shannon about, you know, getting the lowdown on a spirit guide, just send an email, which do you at gmail.com. You can certainly send her a private message through the Facebook group, which is which do you. And your email directly also is mm-hmm. RafikiWoman at gmail.com. Yep. Um, which is in the newsletter. So, anyways, we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and we will be back for more. Which do you? Which do you? Woohoo!